Welcome to Disputes Digest. Today is February 3rd, 2021. I'm Chris Campbell. Don't forget to follow Tales of the Tribunal on LinkedIn to stay up to date with the news from around the world of international dispute resolution. Let's start the week with the biggest and ongoing story from the last week as furious investors and customers of the finance app Robinhood are suing the firm but face major roadblocks in the form of arbitration clauses they agreed when joining the platform. MarketWatch reports that Robinhood may be shielded from fighting its upcoming legal battles in court and away from public scrutiny because of its arbitration provisions. It remains to be seen how those matters will be resolved or importantly if clever lawyers may find a way to file in court related matters not covered by the arbitration clause. This is a developing story which we will bring updates on should they prove relevant. From there, we head to online publication Bar and Benches report on a ruling out of India as the Calcutta High Court has held that form selection clauses override jurisdiction of seat of arbitration and domestic arbitration when, even if otherwise, the selected form has jurisdiction. Specifically, the court said, party autonomy in an arbitration being imperative, it is just and proper that in domestic arbitration when parties agree to a selected form which otherwise has jurisdiction, then such selected forms should have precedence over the seat of arbitration. It is in order to give primacy to party autonomy. The court ruled that its position is in compliance with the Arbitration Conciliation Act, which allows the matter to continue for consideration on the merits of the argument. Then we head to Brazil, where an appeals court seated in Sao Paulo has set aside an arbitration award for breach of duty to disclose by an arbitrator. The Brazilian court annulled the arbitration award by request of the claimant in the arbitration and insurance company on the grounds that the presiding arbitrator violated his duty to disclose. The arbitration started back in March of 2015, with the award being issued on February 7th of 2018. During the course of that arbitration, the respondent appointed the presiding arbitrator as co-arbitrator in another arbitration, related to a similar contract involving another insurance company. However, arbitrator only disclosed such facts after the issuance of the arbitral award. While the acceptance of the appointment took place on August 18, 2016, the arbitrator only informed the parties of 18 months later. From there, we head to Hong Kong, where it is being reported that companies are considering excluding Hong Kong from legal contracts. The Financial Times reports that international companies operating in Asia are considering excluding Hong Kong in their legal contracts amid concerns of ambiguity and growing Chinese control. The publication continues that lawyers in the region have received a surge of queries from clients about excluding Hong Kong from governing law and arbitration clauses when conducting business there or entering into joint venture. The perspective being that such clauses determine the national law that apply to the company's agreements and therefore could jeopardize their company's interests. The full article is available on the Financial Times website. Finally, for news this week, an update on the ongoing dispute between Future Group and Amazon. Business Today reports that Future Group has told the Delhi High Court that it will collapse if the transaction with Reliance fails. Recall the global giant Amazon has sought to restrain Future Group from taking any steps to transfer or dispose of its share or assets, including a sale to Reliance Group, thus giving rise to the arbitral dispute before CF. The court is expected to make a ruling in the near future that will represent the latest chapter in this battle. Now on to opportunities. Global legal and business firm DWF is seeking a senior associate to join its international arbitration team based in Doha, Qatar. 
which is part of the company's larger disputes resolution team, handles a number of matters spanning commercial, real estate, intellectual property, employment, and financial litigation. The ideal candidate should have years of post-qualification experience and a background in commercial dispute resolution. More information is available on the company's website. Then, it may not be GameStop, but Finnish company Nokia is recruiting a legal counsel to join its dispute resolution team out of Port Murray, New Jersey. The successful candidate will be tasked with managing commercial disputes both domestically and abroad. The ideal candidate should have about seven years of practice experience that has involved work at all stages of the dispute resolution process. More information is available on the Nokia website. Then, the International Chamber of Commerce is seeking a legal editorial officer to join its Paris offices. The successful candidate will be integral to preparing legal documents including arbitral awards, procedural orders, or any other documents for publication in an online database of different language. Further, they will work with different teams across the organization to assist in the production and distribution of ICC publications. The ideal candidate should have two years of experience in the publishing or project administration context, and although a law degree is not required, it may be helpful in this position. The position closes on February 14th, so applicants are encouraged to apply soon. From there, law firm Michonne Derea LLP is seeking a managing associate to join its London office. The London and Singapore-based firm manages a number of commercial matters from around the world and seeks an associate with six to 10 years of experience and that is comfortable managing client relationships, workloads, and balancing its priorities. Proactivity is key, as well as an attention to detail and a number of other attributes that can be found on the firm's website. Finally, global firm Ashurst is seeking an associate to join its construction disputes team based in London. The ideal candidate should have several years of experience with a background in commercial dispute resolution, along with the ability to work with clients and to have a pragmatic commercial approach to resolving disputes. Finally, we end with events. First up for events this week, the New York City Bar presents Business Development at a Distance, how to exude presence and persuade when you can't be in the same room. The event will feature practical tips and advice from practitioners who have had success engaging clients and advocating on their behalf during this increasingly digital age of COVID-19. Signups are available on the organization's website. Then, on February 10th, the American Bar Association's International Law Section presents an event titled the new normal environmental, social, and governance concerns across borders, opportunities and challenges for in-house councils. This two-day conference will provide in-depth critical analysis on how to navigate these complicated but important issues. Then mark your calendars as the ICC Young Arbitrators Forum hosts two debates. The first is on February 4th and is titled Hot Topics Introduced in the ICC 2021 Rules of Arbitration. And then on February 10th, another event titled Outcome-Related Fee Structures for Arbitration. Both events promise to include lively debates by experienced practitioners and should be full of information for the audience and participants alike. Registration link is available in the show notes. Finally today, on February 3rd, Lucy Greenwood hosts session two for her campaign for greener arbitrations. The session will introduce the Green Protocol's public consultation draft and invites public attendance as well as input as these protocols are developed and refined to encourage more climate-friendly practices in commercial arbitration. That is it for Disputes Digest this week. Remember to follow Tales of the Tribunal on LinkedIn and to leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast. 
share it with a friend or colleague, or just connect. That's it for Disputes Digest this week. Remember to follow us on Tales of the Tribunal at LinkedIn to leave a review on whatever podcasting platform you are using or to share with a friend or colleague. Any comments or feedback for the show can be sent to Tales of the Tribunal at gmail.com. Until next week, this has been Disputes Digest by Tales of the Tribunal.